Well, we're ready to get going on this other thing. I don't know. I think all our podcasts should just start like that. Maybe just. Womp What's up, everybody? Welcome to the brand new episode of this week's picks, where me and my good friend Jason drive hey. you through our picks of the week, talking about what you need to read, listen to, watch, why we need to discuss a little bit in depth why we like these picks, why they need to be on your watch list, your Spotify, wherever you get your music, wherever you get your movies and TV shows, and why you need to put them in your brain. So join us this week as we go through a set of new picks. We'll hang out for a little while, discuss them, have some good times. Thanks for always checking out and hanging with us and listening. Let's get started. Jason, how are you today? What's going on with you? Pretty good. Let's just get right into it. Of course, I think we all know half my picks are going to be movies, so we'll start with a movie. Um, Let's start with an indie rom-com from 2019, Plus One. Um, It's got Maya Erskine. Maybe I should have looked up the pronunciations of Jack Quaid. (laughs) You know, the girl from Pen15, and, you know, he's in Hunger Games and Scream, etc. Yeah, um, yeah, I think I've seen yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, I think it was on Hulu or Prime. I don't know. I think it's a rental now at the moment. They all okay. circle these streaming platforms at this point. Right, right. But and I just, I don't know. It was just a rom-com, but one that I just really enjoyed. Two single friends basically agree to be each other's plus ones for this gamut of weddings over the summer. <laughs> and uh, so they're going to all these weddings together as friends, and then it becomes a, you know, this banter support filled friendship, and then it kind of morphs into like, oh, hey, maybe we should be more than friends, but should we? Like, are you the one for me? Yeah. Which is part of the thing I like, dude. It's kind of that whole. It's not about the one; it's about who you're around and working yeah. through. Like, people aren't perfect. You know? Do you do you have someone who? supports you and makes you laugh and is there you know it's i don't know it felt like a genuine real rom-com for once versus all this like matthew mcconaughey's works in advertising and <laughs> no was it wasn't it a uh in New York special City. yeah 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 oh that's the other yeah. side of it right you've got the yeah. matthew mcconaughey like i've got a five hundred thousand dollar boat and i live in new york and um or you have the What's uh, the Hallmark specials? <laughs> yeah, I have to exactly hometown. the same. Well, Sweet Home Alabama is really a Hallmark special with you when know, think about rom-coms because she goes back to her hometown and yeah. she's still married to her ex. But uh, actually, another great rom-com that I love a lot. Man, I, yeah, I remember Plus One being, like you said, more genuine. You had to feel like, oh, these friends, oh, they're actually, am I into her? Am I not into her? Is she into me? Is this going somewhere? Or are we just hanging out too much? You know. <laughs> so, yeah, it yeah. was just nice and layered. The characters felt fleshed out. Just great yeah. chemistry between them. Just watching them banter and 
shit mm-hmm. with each other, you know, shit on mm-hmm. each other. Just um, well, like friends would do. Yeah, like, it felt like a real friendship. And then the <laughs> uncertainty and the like, oh, should I really be with my friend? And is there not someone better out there for me? You know, it's like, here's reality, pal. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's reality. Um, it was. I'll give you that. It's more realistic. I don't think I like that. It's really a fun watch. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, if you're plus in the mood one. for a date movie or a rom-com or just got a Friday night by yourself. It's not Jerry Maguire where, you know, or, <laughs> or what's the no, actual Seth Rogen movie called Long Shot, which, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. No, no, not going to happen. I ever. love Seth, but that makes no, that made no sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never yeah. going to happen. You can be funny and get the girl, but you're not going to be funny and get Charlie Starin. Sorry. Uh, I want you the president, too. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, in that um, movie? I don't know. She, she was something. I don't remember. Celebrity or I can't remember. I think yeah, she was the I'll, president. She may have been. I don't. I think I only saw maybe trailers and parts of that movie. I don't think I ever watched the whole thing. I was just like, I don't know. Anyhow. Not, so not his definitely, best. Definitely give that one a go. What All else? Right. What do you got for us this week? Oh, man. Well, we're in full swing of baseball season. And. As a baseball fan and a superstitious baseball fan at that, I have my run of movies I watched throughout the baseball summer. And the first one I'm coming out with, Bull Durham. Oh, I, I love this movie. It's, I think, well, it's Kevin fucking Costner, right? The god of baseball movies. He's been in every one of them. I think this is one of the better ones. Um, you know, I think they're all great, in my opinion. Don't get me wrong. But I think people look at something like, ah, that wasn't that good. Or, like, for love of the game, get shit on for some reason. I don't know why. But I love that movie, too. But anyway, you know, like I said, it's got a great supporting cast. I mean, part of the supporting cast is Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon. But and that's actually where they met. Those two met on that movie are now married. Um, hmm. But I think, um, I think that was before he was really big. And, I mean, Susan Sarandon has always been great. But uh, the cast around them. Uh, it's a lot of B-list guys and people have gone to the TV roles that you'll re- you'll recognize in this movie. Um, and I think overall the story makes you just fall in love with Kevin Costner's character. He's a journeyman catcher for minor league baseball. You know, you know, he just he's just always been there. He's been there for so many years. He's about to break a record in minor league baseball, which is great to break a record. But also you realize my career has been so long in minor league baseball. Yeah, that you're stuck. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to break a record. Yeah. But there's a great scene where they're on the bus and it's it's everybody's kind of pissing around and fighting and arguing or whatever and the team's on a losing streak and he he tells a story about his one month in the show when he got called up for a handful of games you know and he just got sent back down within a month and all the guys just shut up and want to listen because all these young kids that are fresh out of college or whatever want to hear about the show because all striving to get there. And there's a great mentor aspect with him and Tim Robbins. There's a great relationship aspect. With Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon, Tim Robbins and Kevin Costner. I mean, not Tim Robbins and Kevin Costner, Susan Sarandon and Kevin Costner. <laughs> yeah. But uh, dude, it's just it's just like I said, it's one of my all-time baseball movies. I watch it every year around baseball season. It's on that superstitious list about four others that I feel like I'd, if I watch them, my team does well. If I forget to watch them, my team doesn't do well. And I've watched it, and the Rangers are in first place right now. All I'm going to say about that. That's all I'm going to say. But that's what uh, is, so. What are your other must-watch? baseball films with it uh, okay so the, there's <laughs> three of them are kevin costner films oh um, sure sure let's see so you got the bill durham let's see probably for the love of the game then yep yep for love of the game yep uh we got uh the other one be uh bill of dreams obviously sure um we got major league which is a go-to baseball film for me 
and then you got the Sandlot. That's the that's the fun. Oh, okay, yeah, man, I haven't seen that in a while. Man. Oh yeah, dude, go back and visit that one. Uh, it's so good. The big Chaw. Um, <laughs> See, when I think of Kevin Costner in a sports film, I just Tin Cup springs to mind. That's my oh, like, Kevin Costner sports film. Hundred percent. That one is also going to be a future pick for sure. I'm a I mean, Kevin Costner fan. Who's not these days with the way he's going on Yellowstone and stuff? But oh yeah. I haven't seen that, but I mean, there's so many, he's in so many good films. Like, oh, he's in so many. I mean, Robin Hood back in the day, he was Robin Hood. Oh, you know, so, oh yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. He's been, he's, I think he's been great in everything he did. He did a film a while back. Was it Three Days to Live or something like that, where he was just like a, he gets poisoned. He's an like ex CIA guy or something. Anyway, it's um, pretty cool. It's a good film, too. I don't, that one's not springing a bell for me. Like, I can, what was it? I think I can't remember what it was called, but it was I almost say it was like a direct to streaming release and it was into like a, a lull, I think, of his career, but okay. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. I've watched it. It's fucking Kevin Costner, man. I love it, man. But he's been around my entire childhood playing things. Um uh, my entire adulthood as well, now that he's in Yellowstone and stuff. But uh, if you haven't checked out Yellowstone, man, I I check it out, dude. I, I tried to watch, I watched like an episode or two. I, I don't know. Yeah. It didn't click for me. Ah, uh, well, you know. I mean, I'm not wearing a cowboy hat and Wranglers right now, like a lot of people. But, <laughs> but anyway, that's baseball, man. Some baseball superstitions movies. Of course, there's tons of baseball movies out there. Um, don't watch the second or third major league, by the way. Anybody out there? Um, but yeah, so that's my first pick. We got Bull Durham, uh, definitely a go-to. Great summer night movie. You know, oh, Saturday evening, Friday night at the house. You know, whatever. Just kick back. It's easy to watch. It's fun to watch. It's good. It's good all around. Well, uh, I'll move us out to of uh, movies into a new category. I don't think we've covered it all into uh, some video games. All right. So, yeah. um, came out quite a few years ago. But one of our my favorite games. I think you'll enjoy it as well. Um, called Hunt Showdown. Uh, yeah. Came out like four years ago. It's one of the slew of games right now. There are all these battle royales, right? There's uh, it's much more slower paced tactical kind of uh pvp battle royale but you're also competing for like trying to race to get objectives done versus the computer uh yeah. it's, it's interesting to me too is it's set in the louisiana bayou in like the 1890s filled with like these dark fantasy monsters like what a setting like, i can't think of anything else like it setting. yeah i think it's a perfect um, setting you know all your guns are single shot slower paced uh sound design or sound is such a huge aspect of the game um i don't know just playing against other people always brings that unique element some games are boring you know you go in you don't even see a person oh well you know I, and that's kind of what i don't know that's for me that's what brings the enjoyment and excitement it's like that high tension high reward you know sometimes you have some lows but you also get some big highs um yeah, yeah, it's yeah, there's definitely an X factor to that game. I think they team those like the battle royale slash extraction shooters, right? Because you got to get in mm, and get yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And if, if your character dies, there's no respawning. You just lose everything you had. It's so, that nice balance, even with that. Like when I first heard that, I was like, "Oh wait, I'm going to lose my character if I <laughs> die. Like, why would I play this?" But then I realized it gives you a free character every rounds. Right. As long as you're not stupid with your currency, it's not that big a deal. I've never. I've never felt that, but it's not too, it's not overly punishing, I guess, is the, is the phrase. Yeah, I'll um, compare it. It's not as punishing as, like, Escape from Tarkov feels. 
and the matches are are fairly well well paced, right? I mean, what is yeah. it, 15, 20 minutes typically in and out? Typically, so with I think it's forty five minutes per round total, unless yeah, I don't think so, I've ever sat in a match that no, long. No, no, not at all. So it's a, it's a nice like can hop in, play a couple, be done. It's not overly committal, right? Um, it's a tough learning curve. I'll, I'll give it that, but you know, as long as you roll with it and don't take it too seriously. I haven't found an issue matchmaking pairs you up against somewhat capable people. Yeah, I and, think the um, skills, the skill based matchmaking is good in that game. I'll agree. I'll agree. And then uh, I think as of now, you can get on Steam. It's actually on sale as the time of this recording for $16. I think nice. it's normally like 30 But yeah. um, yeah. Hey, you know, if you're in the mood for a new shooter and you like Battle Royales or more realistic things, Definitely give it a go. It's a lot yeah. of fun with friends. I know my um, wife said she saw it the first time I was playing it, and she's like, that game looks so good. And it's about to get a whole engine overhaul with uh, Unreal looking 5. Looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, same. Same. Oh, well, I mean, I agree. Uh, you and I both play that game. We play it together often. I think it's a great choice this week. Um, and I like the new segment, some video game selections. So we're branching out. Whatever I, you enjoy. I, hey, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's media, right? You can consume it. So I'm down with that. I am down with that. Um, so, so what's next for us? Well, I'm sticking the same kind of different segment. I'm going to redo another segment we've done before. It's things I'm excited about. All right. It's all we've really seen is, I guess, what would be quote-unquote a movie poster for it. But there's a post, and Deadpool 3 is greenlit. It's going to uh, happen. Okay. Hugh Jackman is back. It's Wolverine. I mean, just for this film, I don't know how Ryan Reynolds blackmailed him into doing it one more time i don't know how they're going to bring him back post logan but i don't give a shit all right the original deadpool the first one i mean it's everything the fans hope for for deadpool ever since i think ryan Reynolds was supposed to be him in wolverine origins is that right i believe mm, and it sounds it, sounds close yeah but he wasn't really deadpool he's like dead before he's dead anyway that's kind of what spurred it off um, I mean, I'll say this. I don't think Deadpool is Deadpool without Ryan Reynolds in it. Okay, the second one, not my favorite storyline, but Josh Brolin came in as Cable. The rest of the cast was super awesome, and Ryan Reynolds still as Deadpool. It was still a great movie and still fun. I didn't care for the storyline, so I probably haven't watched it as much as I've watched the first one again. But, uh, man, I mean... It's hard, because that first one is so good. Oh, the first one is so good. It was such just... It's what the fans... I mean, it's everything fans wanted to come out to be, right? They said everything. The, the the jokes, the fourth wall breaks, the like constant shit talk, like I mean, the soundtrack, all of it was just Chef's Kiss, perfect movie. So I'm really excited for the third one to come out. I don't even know. I think the release date is I think it's a summer twenty four blockbuster, hopeful, I think is what they're hoping for. So we'll see. Um I do know the writer strike right now is affecting some things, so but hey, what are you well, gonna do? Looking forward to that one. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. What's uh, up with the next list, there, Jason? All right. Let's move back into TV. So, I got a TV sitcom uh, series to talk about here. Um, started in 2000, ran seven seasons. Uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Oh yes. Did you watch a lot of that growing up? Yes. I, yes, <laughs> I did. I did watch a lot. I did. The, I just the opening credits. Or she's shaving his back in the... Oh, the pilot kitchen. episode, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's... I mean, that is just in my brain forever. <laughs> I I mean, 
some people like I've met a lot of people who don't like it. They don't like Lois. They don't like Frankie Muniz's character or the whiny kids or this or that. But you, you've got to give it props for, I mean, hey, just Brian Cranston in a comedy yeah. role. Like, so talented, so hilarious. Wow. And the it's show pretty, itself. It's pretty Breaking Bad days. Yeah. And the show itself, like, I, I think a lot of people understand that. I don't know if it was the first. I, I'm no TV historian here, but it, it illustrated a dysfunctional family that still loved each other and had each other's backs. It was a, it was one of the first like single camera, you know, it was shot on a single camera, no live audience, no laugh track, a lot of uh, that wall, you know, fourth wall breaking with Malcolm talking right to the camera. Like it yeah. did all of these things first, like everything else like stole or borrowed from, from Malcolm. Right. And they shot it a lot of times really cinematically. Like some of the episodes were, they just did things with the camera and the, and the way they, uh, the cinematography that you just didn't see in a sitcom. I mean, just wasn't a thing, you know, wow. this was way before Arrested Development and all that. Yeah. I guess you're, you're, you really, as you're describing all those things, I'm remembering like, yeah, that's, it did feel different. It was yeah. a different show. Exactly. At the time, it's like, man, this feels different. But, you, you know, you don't have the context. That's like, right. yeah, there's no laugh track. Mm. There's no studio audience. We're not on these, right. like, hollow sets. You feel like the world's moving and the camera's, you know, taking you through the family. You feel in the family, not just yeah. watching you're the, the, you're you're watching the other child. Play. Yeah. Huh. You are. Yeah, you're right. I mean... Yeah. It was, and I think there's a lot of character growth and development throughout the seasons. That too. I remember that season. I remember that series finale. Mm. I remember it. It was, yeah, it was one of the higher rated episodes, like the graduation one, I think. Yeah, yeah, when they explained to Malcolm why they've been so hard on him and all that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, man, no spoiler survey out there, but the uh, series eh. finales are excellent. They are so excellent. Um, uh, what was yeah, the other brother's name? Dewey? Was it Dewey? Dewey yep. And it, it was crashed. interesting. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed his character arc throughout the show. You know, it, yeah. it took a, a whiny, the whiny youngest that had, you know, he was just the punching bag for the brothers mm-hmm. and they developed him into his own. Everyone got, got their own unique story and development, and good and bad. Um, I don't know. I'm just thinking about some favorite episodes. I don't know if you have any offhand. Oh, uh, man. But uh, for me, two that come to mind are I think it was like season two. There's an episode where it it split screens almost like it keeps cutting back and forth and sometimes split screens, sometimes just cutting between the two where it, it plays through a night where Lois, the mom, takes the three boys bowling uh, split with how the da- their dad taking the bowling oh. and, and the completely different experience <laughs> of which parent takes them bowling and how it like completely changes everything and how like i think in that one malcolm is trying to like hit on this girl and his mom keeps interrupting him okay. whereas his dad just like is off trying to bowl a perfect game and ignoring them that's right i do remember the episode i do remember because he's fighting the perfect game yeah 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 and it's just watching the differences and how it all ends up like the end result of it it's just a really well-written clever episode and there's so many like that in the in the seven season run. 
There really are. There really are a lot of good ones. I always liked, you know, Malcolm's friends. Like the one kid is always Malcolm. Oh, in the wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, had to breathe through there. Like how hard is that kid to like to act around that and not bust out laughing? I don't know. I don't know if that kid was really disabled or not. I don't know, but anyway, it's like it was just. It was. I mean, it's it's great all throughout the supporting cast. All that was so fantastic. I can see how people don't like the mom. How about Lois? But yeah, she's supposed to be high, strung, and manic, trying to keep that family on track. All right, so she's supposed to be that way. Well, they, there are a few good episodes later in the seasons where they kind of explore that of like, who would she be if she hadn't married Hal? If she hadn't, you know, had these three unruly boys, like, would she be a different person? And you know, it it kind of explores that in some of the episodes. Um, nice. Just quickly, two of my other favorite episodes are there's an episode where medication or something i don't know there's some reason why like lois and hal can't have sex for a week and so suddenly the yard gets mowed the house gets fixed up like they have extra free time like everything all the productivity you know shoots to 11 and everything is getting done (laughs) like oh no oh my god um, oh of course yeah it's just once again, it's just how they tackle that one's really great. Another one's the uh, speed walking episode where Hal gets into competitive speed walking. Yes, <laughs> yes. Just... I mean, underrated. I think it's an underrated show. Probably, I think it got a bad rap when it came out. It was on Fox, right? And it was like, yeah. Fox is a dirty network, you know. So, and he got some bad time slots over. You know, they kept pushing it. Oh, I'm sure. And the ratings kept going down, and. They they saw it out because it, back before they just canceled the show, you know, it didn't become a huge hit in the first twelve episodes. But. Well, probably single camera stuff had low cost, so they're like, yeah, whatever. It's a low cost show. We'll keep it running because it has enough fan base to support the low cost on it. Maybe I, I haven't dug into that much too much. I haven't but, heard about other shows had huge ratings, but it's so expensive to make. Like before the days of Game of Thrones, they're like, yeah, oh, we canceled yeah. it because it was expensive. It's like ABC. Like they canceled it. Oh, it was Andrew Dice Clay. Was on a show he was on hmm. called Crime Story. And like, yeah, we're, it's great. People love it, but we're canceling because the cost per episode. Well, it's so it's currently on Hulu. I recommend okay. checking it out. Um, Excellent. There you go. All right, great. Malcolm in the Middle. What a great show. What a great show. I'm going to keep it with TV. Uh, so excellent. I've got a show. It's on. It's on Apple TV. It's an Apple TV original. It's called Physical. All right. It's got all I can say, first off, foremost, I'll give a synopsis of the show first, and I'll talk about it. All right. Yeah. So, Sheila Rubin is a quietly tormented housewife in 1980s San Diego. Behind closed doors, she battles extreme personal demons and a vicious inner voice. Basically, she like punishes herself for eating badly. She's like trying to keep that skinny, good look, whatever. Right. So, she discovers aerobics. So this is back in the eighties and the boom of like aerobics and you know, leotards sure. and all that stuff. Right. So, um, as far as the journey in her life, like you fall through the seasons of like, okay, she's going to chase a dream of maybe becoming like involved in aerobics. And she meets bunny, which is a, a, a the instructor in the local mall. So for all those young kids, a mall was this building and all the stores inside <laughs> of it. It was like Amazon, but a physical location. Uh, we used to hang out in them a lot when we were kids. We get dropped off. I even worked in the mall for a little while at KB Toys, which is a toy store you speak around. But anyway, I'll yeah, say this: many, how many toys went out the back door at that place? Like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't remember. 
Well, they did have the lady that came in and searched for the special edition Barbies or the Barbie with the wrong colored head on the body. We got, a, we got a box in. She'd show up. She knew when our shipments were coming. But uh, there's some weird people out there when it comes to toys. But uh, Yeah, a little bit. Just to say I had long hair and I smoked a lot of weed when I was at that job. Um, All right, some malls. Well, yeah, yeah. Moving, moving along. Moving along. <laughs> so I'll say this. I'll say this. Sheila Rubin is played by Rose Byrne. And all I can say is Rose Byrne, Rose Byrne. She does a fantastic job in this in this role. Um, it's a true, more of a true, I think, picture of the 80s than like maybe the Brat Pack 80s for like the Breakfast Club and stuff like that. Um, it's a little, it's it's listed as a dark comedy, uh, but I'll say that you find yourself more emotionally involved with the characters than laughing. But when the laughs come, they're solid and long. And we've, the wife and I have cracked up multiple times this show, but we've also been like, fuck, 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 or, you know, whatever. And uh, all around the supporting cast around Rose Byrne is fantastic. The guy, uh, Rory Scovell, uh, does a great job playing her husband, and you absolutely just want to punch him multiple times in the face for just being a piece of shit. Hmm. Like, um, but not so much to her as just as that that person that like drain the drain on her <laughs> he is in the family but uh there's two seasons out now on apple tv um for your viewing pleasure i think that are eight to ten episode long seasons uh so it's fun i think they're range between 30 and 45 minutes about the length of a tell last episode uh i plan on posting the trailer on our twitter um so check it out there uh you know look if you need to find it easily but uh, yeah, so it's physical on Apple TV. I I loved it. I, I think the character development, because you even get involved in the lives of like the sub sub characters as well, and the character development is fantastic. I mean, it's it's a lot. It's a good show. I say like I said, dark comedy. Yeah, there's some funny parts, but I don't know. I'm more of a dramedy on it than anything else. So cool. All right. Yeah. Hey, you, you know what? Well, you know what Rose Byrne made me think of. I don't know why this sprung to mind. Is did you ever see the movie Sunshine? Sunshine. I, don't yeah, think like, I, I think it was a remake. Came out in like late two thousands. It's yeah. like uh, in the future, the sun's dying, and like a team of astronauts are sent to revive the sun. And it's kind of like um, like a sci fi thriller. Sort yeah. Of. Um. Anyway, she's in that. It's really good. She's in that. Okay. All right. All right so speaking of moving along, mm-hmm. um, we'll circle back around and wrap it up with some movies. Um, yeah, Jennifer's Body from 2009 with oh, Megan yeah. Fox and Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. So I avoided this one for a long time because like most <laughs> people, bad marketing, a lot of people were shitting on it. You know, like, oh, Megan Fox. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Great. Megan Fox plays, a, a, you know, a sex spot killer or something or another. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's um, hot. That's like a movie star. Yeah. 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 And I, I finally did watch it. You know, this is years ago now. Uh, I don't know when I watched exactly, but um, year, years, many years after it came out. Uh, so if you're not familiar with it, basically it's about a, a newly possessed cheerleader uh, possessed by a demon or Satan or something. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, turns in, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> turns into a killer and starts, uh, you know, murdering all of her male cl- uh, classmates. And then her best friend, Amanda Seyfried, uh, who is plays Needy? Is that her name? Show? Yeah, Needy. Yeah. Uh, basically, tries to stop her from killing all the boys in their class. So, um, written by, you know, kind of had who wrote it? Uh, let's see, Diablo Cody 
kind of a controversial writer. Some people hated on Megan Fox for not being a best actress. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's, I realized when I watched him, like, oh, the marketing was bad. This isn't a like sexy horror. It's a like a comedy horror. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, it's, it's comedic. It's it's way more about like female friendship than anything. You know, the life of a teenage girl with intense emotions, jealousy, like crushing need for approval. The whole thing looks beautiful too. Like it's just the cinematography. Mm-hmm. It's this bright, oversaturated colors, um, just wonderfully shot. Uh, Amanda Seyfried does a great job throughout the whole thing. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Another interesting thing I kind of thought is I always thought of it like as a horror comedy, but you know some people kind of discuss it more as like a like a rape revenge film, but made by women. So you have like all the I spit on your graves and everything. Like oh yeah, a woman is you know taken advantage of by some dudes, and then she's like nope, I'm gonna fuck all you up, and then the rest of the movie is her extracting her revenge on her killers. And this one, uh, you know she's taken by some indie band led by adam brody and uh they do some you know was satanic ritual or something on her and mm-hmm. then she doesn't go after them she just starts killing all the other boys in her class yeah um, and then the end at the end that the ministry find the band or something i don't remember. well yeah so that's the interesting part too right is so she doesn't get her revenge directly but then amanda seyfried playing needy you know, she's kind of, you almost look at her as like the final girl in the horror film. She's trying to survive and stop her friend from killing. But right. she does, and in the struggle, she gets bit and absorbs some of her powers. That's and then right. in the end, she's the one, spoilers. So, <laughs> um, oops. Oops. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, watch no, it anyway. No, 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 yeah, whatever. Uh, um, she's stop the listening one now. Who... Stop listening now if you don't want to hit a spoiler. Um, <laughs> stop, stop listening 10 minutes ago. Yeah too late oh, yeah. uh, she's the one that goes using these powers she's absorbed and gets revenge on the all the band and dudes that you know messed with her friends right so it it's she's not a final girl it's like a perpetuation of it it's i don't know i'm not the best i haven't taught a philosophy class on this shit or not but it's an interesting kind of like rape there is, revenge there's more written, layers written to it than, and yeah directed by women and i don't know it's yeah. a unique it's unique i don't i don't think many things compare directly to it that i can think of no i'm well, being hilarious yeah i'll well, be funny and high school dramedy but also the layers of everything with the revenge uh, i do agree i do agree i always thought like i like this movie more than people give it credit i've always thought about that one that way kind of watch it like yeah Megan fox is hot but there's a lot more to that it's a lot more fun than that so so if you have well, if you've seen it been a while watch it again if you haven't seen it and you thought oh don't watch this garbage <laughs> really give it a give it a chance yeah uh, it is good uh it's on hbo max right now you got that so perfect i think there yeah now that's called the max now uh, no why why like for for decades for how many decades three four decades it's been hbo hbo is the like High class movie channel with good movies and think the it's best TV shows. I think it's marketing because it's more than just HBO on there now. We got TCM, Turner Classic Movies is tied in with them. Yeah, I know they're like got Discovery but, and all that. Now, but like, whatever. Who? Yeah. Meh. Bunch meh. of 
don't get me started on a rant about the streaming industry at the moment. Yeah, because we got the whole Netflix thing on it right now, which was funny. Watch them get roasted on Twitter about it from like other companies that do streaming. But anyway, anyway. all right, move it forward. Um, I have a segment on "Stay the Fuck Away From," and I'm gonna be real yes. quick about this one. Real quick, don't fucking watch this. It's Jexy Jaxy on Netflix. It was supposed to be like the comedic her, I think, like from Walking Phoenix. Um, with the phone, you know, whatever you get, fall over your fucking phone. Wait, what's um, it called? Jexy, I think. Je- oh, was that the one with um, Adam Devine in it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Adam Devine, who I love so much, so much in most things he did. Oh, how good is he in Workaholics? Oh, he's great in Workaholics. He's great in Righteous Gemstones. I mean, he's great in a lot of things. But no, and here's the problem too. Here's going to correlate this, which is kind of weird. But um, <clears throat> Rose Byrne is the voice of Jexy. Just to put two of my picks together today. All right, so it's not her fault. She's playing a fucking phone in this in this you know in this movie. So she did it's her fine. best. She did her best. It's not her. It's not really even Adam Levine. It's just the entire movie. So I couldn't watch. I I mean I, I finished it just for the sheer fact. But I was just like, oh my god, it's it's too far. Even her was weird though with him falling with the phone in that movie too. But Anyway, at least you had Scarlett Johansson being the voice. Um, anyhow, anyhow, don't don't watch it. Don't waste your hour and a half or hour forty five. Uh, yeah, sorry. Go watch the season one of Righteous Gemstones again. Um, so anyway, stay the fuck away from Jexy. That's all I got on that. <sighs> I haven't seen it. I will continue to not see it. No, I wasted our time for you. All right, so you know, go play Hunt Showdown for three rounds and shape, do better things for life. Um, so, what else you got for us, Jason? That's it for me. I mean, I got four picks for you. Should be enough for the week. Come on. That's a great week. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, this is the same time we do at the end of every show. I got the super fucking parlay. Even though this one, this one I feel good about. So, but disclaimer first, right? You don't have it to gamble. You don't have it to lose. Because casinos in Vegas was not built on winners. Let's put it real, okay? So, Guys, have fun with gambling. Put some stuff in the, you know, the watch, the wager, the game, and have fun with. But do not risk your mortgage. Do not put your family's financials in, in turmoil or yours. So if you need help, get help for addictive sports betting. Like me, I do no more than 5 to $10 in a bet. And most of the time on these parlays, it's $1 to $2 because there's so many, you know, anything over two legs is dumb. But, so, I have two dumb parlays for you this week and one Knicks pick. So, first parlay is a three-legger. All right, we got the Florida Panthers to win the Stanley Cup, Denver Nuggets, Nuggets to win the NBA championship, and Manchester City to win on June 10th. That's the three-leg parlay. I don't think it's a high-paying one, but that's why I feel good about it because, you know, I was the Nuggets already up one game, and the Stanley Cup starts tonight, June 3rd. So, but, so that's the first one. The second parlay is a dumb play. So it's the order, order of games Florida will win the lockdown. Okay. <laughs> to lock down the Stanley Cup. Here's the deal. When I locked this bit in on mine, I thought they started out at home. They're starting out in Vegas. So this is about to be more dumb, but I still have faith. It goes Florida, Florida, Vegas, Florida, Vegas, Florida. So you got Florida and six. Four games to two. Um, Vegas winning the first one in Florida and then winning back home. And Florida just running, running it. All right? So 
that's again Florida game one, Florida game two, Vegas game three, Florida game four, Vegas game five, and Florida game six. That one does pay pretty well. I think it's plus five thousand. So like a dollar gets you fifty bucks if it hits. So you know, it's a fun one, right? But you know, anyway, I think also a Florida sweep might be possible because I think Vegas's goalie's luck is running out. But anyway, that's about that. Now we have Nix's pick. So this is for any game during the Stanley Cup. Matthew Kachuk, anytime goal scorer. Dude is <laughs> sure. dude is on fire. And I don't see him slowing down unless they just had too much rest. But man, Aiden Hill not gonna be able to stand up to Florida late. You know, he got lucky with Dallas and all the crossbars. So I had Matthew Kachuk, anytime goal scorer, lock that in, lock it down, let's go. All right, that's Nix's pick of the week. Man. Sweet fun. I love the Stanley Cup. Should be good. <sighs> so, you know, Jason, yeah, I was fearing up? a little your mm-hmm. your terrible Netflix films to avoid. For some oh, reason, yeah. that made me think of. Did you ever see the wrong Missy? No, I did not. It was one of the list. Netflix David Spade films. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It it's one of my one stars in in Letterbox. Oh, it was. I, I, I blanked most of it from my brain because it's like good premise, funny people. You know, I I like Lauren uh, Lapkus, but man, it was just like 90 minutes of just pure cringe. We're just like, please stop. Please don't do this. Yeah. Please don't make yeah. this. Please, please stop. Please don't. Don't make me. Don't make me anymore. Uh, I get it. I get it. It's kind of was a Jexy. I know. So. Just more things for you to avoid. You're welcome. Yeah. Save yeah, me we're, time. We're, we're also cleaning up your watch list. We're giving you things of quality and things to avoid. See, we're streamlining everything for you guys. So you can listen to more podcasts. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones out there. <laughs> They're all, including this one. It's going to get better, I promise. Um, yeah, stick with it. Another 100 episodes. And... I was going to say 50. Damn, okay. <laughs> you, you'll uh, really enjoy episode yeah. 120. <laughs> You're going to love it. We're going to find our stride by at least episode 200. All right. Um, All right. I don't have anything else. Jason, what else you got? No, that's it for me. All right. Well, cheers, everybody. Take care. All right. Have a good one.